You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. Alrighty, alrighty. That's a long list of food of what y'all are having for breakfast and lunch, and it's all good in the house today. Amen. Woo! Good to be in the house of God. Amen? Good to just gather with people and believers, and we're excited, guys, about this new series. It's that time of year. Once again, you know, we hit that season where it can get real busy, or we can get real focused on God and God's amazing goodness during this season. And, you know, we were out shopping the other day. How many of you guys have been out shopping and you see the world is not waiting? They're, they're bombarding you with all kind of sales. Anybody see sales going on for Thanksgiving, Christmas, just all this different stuff? And, but I, you know, as, as believers, let's put the brakes on just a little bit and just say, God, what are you teaching us in this season of where you're reminding us to be thankful, Okay. Uh, of who you are and what you've done for our lives. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, this message is thankful in all things. I mean, know that's easier said than done, right? To be thankful in all things. I'm going to be real with y'all because that's the only way I know how to be. But there are some things that it's a challenge to be thankful for. But the word of God doesn't exempt us out of that. God never comes along and say, okay, yeah, I understand. That's a, that's a bad deal that happened to you. You don't have to be thankful for anything. No, God's not going to do that. But we've got to really focus on how can we be thankful even when bad things happen in our life. And even when good things happen, let's not take those for granted. Amen? Like waking up this morning. Okay? Now, some of you jumped out of bed. Some of you crawled out of bed. But you got out of bed. Did anybody get out of bed and you had to stretch for five minutes? Because, you know, you know, the older I get, it takes a little bit longer to get going. But I'm thankful. So I want to share a quick testimony if I can. Uh, this is from, uh, just from a young lady who used to be a part of our, our church here. And she moved to Paris, France. Everybody say, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she moved to Paris, France to uh, uh, continue her career in uh, singing and dancing, and but I want to share this testimony, if you guys would give me a few minutes before I dive into the Word of God. Is that okay? Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, thank you. Encourage me. Give me a hand clap. Somebody help me out. So, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put one of my friends on the spot and invite him up here. Uh, he probably is like, oh, man, he's always behind the scenes. But Joseph, come up here real quick with me. Y'all give Joseph a hand clap. Joseph is always... He's back there behind the scenes with, with the cameras and, and keeping us going, and, and, and sometimes we have some technical difficulties, so he's got to rearrange some things real quick, and, but, but he's the one, when you hear me address the online campus, is this guy right here that is helping us get the word of God out to the online campus. And I want to share a testimony with you guys, because last week, uh, the girl who used to be a part of our church moved to Paris, France. But she messaged me, and I just wanted to bring, look, he don't even like to be up here. Like, he's like, he's like stepping 10 feet back. <laughs> so I'm going to share this testimony, and, and, and I wanted to bring Joseph up because the visual. Because so many times when we're doing something, we could think we're not making an impact. 
We could. We could think, well, we're not really making a difference, but we are. And I know Justin's heart, and he loves to serve. Him and his wife and his family love to serve. And, but this, this, when, when I got this message, it really just hit me, and I thought about Joseph. Uh, she, says, she says, hi, my name is Jamie. We met a few months back when you first came to Bridges. Y'all remember when I first got here a few months back? Okay. She said, but I believe it was quite literally one of my last days in Nashville before moving to Paris, France. I have been streaming the services as I've really struggled to find faith community here. And I just took this morning to watch the message from this past Sunday. I just wanted to reach out and let you know how much it impacted me and how much I needed to hear it. I spent about 45 minutes after just sitting in the Word and writing down all of my thoughts in my journal. It has been so difficult to be in an environment where I am one of the only people who is a believer. Anybody ever been there? Maybe your workspace, community, family? And I found myself letting my thankfulness to God slip or worrying about what other people will think if I praise him outwardly. Your words really hit home that I shouldn't be worried about turning anyone off. If anything, I might turn someone on to God. That's amazing. Come on, give it up. I'm telling you, when... And I love that because she connected online. And when we put the word of God out there, we never know who's watching. When people come in here, and I love that because all God's called you to do is what he's called you to do. And he takes care of the rest. Amen. Give Joseph another hand clap. I know he doesn't like being in the spotlight. He creates the lights and he has all it. But I'm just, you know, that is just, it takes a team of people. Amen. It takes a whole team of people to do what we do. So we're going to dive into this. Everybody say, get ready, get ready. For, the word. for the word. It's that time of year. Thankful in all things. As Christians, guys, or just as people in general, uh, life will often present us with challenging and tough times. Uh, if you love quotes, uh, this is a, a famous quote by uh, Robert Shula. He says, tough times never last, but tough people do. Somebody knows that quote. Tough times never last, but tough people do. And as life gets tough or busy in, in any season of our life, how I many know we love the mountaintop seasons where everything is going good? We love those seasons? But let's be honest, sometimes in those seasons, it's real easy, if we're not careful, to not be God-aware. When, when, when things are going good, nobody's sick at home, bills are being paid, maybe you got that raise on your job, things are just happening, maybe you win the lotto, I'm just joking, okay? Although that thing was at $2 billion, somebody's life has been changed. Whether we want to say amen or not, somebody's life has been changed by that, but, or whether, you know, an unexpected blessing comes to us. Whatever that is, when things are going good, let's not forget to be God-aware. Because when things hit hard and life hits hard, then that seems to be the time that most people generally become what? God-aware. God, if you can help me in this situation, if you can get me out of this situation. But I think if we can live a lifestyle to where we're always God-aware, it would empower us to be thankful as we move through life. Now, let me go to the scripture. I'm going to bounce around with a few scriptures today, and we're going to dive into them. Is that okay with y'all? James chapter 1, 
uh, in the Message Bible, uh, it says is this, because we've all heard that scripture, consider it all joy when, when, when bad things happen to you. So James 1, chapter, uh, verses 2 through 4, consider it a sheer gift. Everybody say gift. Now, has anybody in this room, raise your hand if you've ever received a gift. Now, put your hands down. Are you excited when you receive a gift? Uh-huh. Who, who said, uh-huh? Somebody's like really excited. Somebody, Sarah's back there like, yeah, that's her, that's her language, gift. So you get a gift. I know my wife is happy when she gets gifts and excited, and, and you just anticipate unwrapping that thing and, and getting something that you're going to enjoy. So the Bible says, consider it a sheer gift. Friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. That kind of changes things, right? The perspective, a gift. But the Bible is trying to work with our perception. Consider it a gift. Go back to remember how you feel when you receive a gift. You're anticipating unwrapping that or you're anticipating uh, the joy that that's going to bring you. Consider it a sheer gift. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So here we go. The Word of God is telling us, consider it a gift. Let me really break it down. Consider it a gift when, when some bad things happen to you or tough times come upon your life. You've got to look at that as if it's a gift. So if it's a gift, it should change the way we think about that situation. Instead of thinking everything is, is bad and getting worse, no, this is a gift. Somewhere, if I can stay tuned into God and stay committed to the process, somewhere, some way, somehow, David... I'm going to walk into the blessing of the gift. This is going to produce something in me. Now, many, 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 many years ago when I was in Bible college, we were, uh, my Bible college was located outside of Houston, Texas. Uh, it was the old training camp of the Houston Oilers and 553 acres. And so we went during the fall season, we went to Bible classes. During the summer, we ran summer camps. And for those that stayed on staff there, we all had these jobs to do for a summer camp. And I remember we were getting the camp ready, and we would have to cut the grass around all the, uh, the homes of some of the staff. And there was this one staff member, he was the actual, uh, he was the pastor of the Bible college. So everybody kind of feared him a little bit, you know. And uh, he had just put in a brand new sprinkler system at his home. He was excited about it. And the team of students that were assigned to cut the grass around his home, they were out there. And one of them was a friend of mine. His name was Clint Lozano. Now, Clint Lozano never had a bad day. Every time you saw him, he was smiling. He loved God. He was a worship leader. And he just loved God so much. And uh, something bad could happen to Clint. He would just kind of blow it off. But he was on uh, yard detail, and he was cutting the grass, and he ran over Two of the sprinkler heads. Water is bubbling over. Clint is standing there. So he walks up to the house and he knocks on the door. The president of the Bible college comes out. And Clint looks at him and says, hey, 
I want you to consider this all joy. That's what he told him. Before he even showed him what happened, he said, the word of God says, consider it all joy. And he walked him out and showed him the huge water spill and the sprinklers destroyed in his yard. But I never will forget what Clint said. He said, consider it all joy. And he looked at him and said, something good is coming your way. Now, I love that because I mean, know the Bible, the, the uh, pastor of the Bible college, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't light up like Clint lit up. He was frustrated, irritated, agitated, and I thought about that because it's one thing for us to tell somebody else, consider it all joy, but when you're going through it and it's directly impacted you, this is where you've got to really dig down deep. Everybody say deep. To the foundation of your relationship with God and stay God aware. And the reason I keep saying Stay God aware, because if we're focused on our situation, then we're not focused on God. But if we can focus on our situation, and we exclude God, then we get downcast, and then we get disturbed, and then we get irritated and agitated. So we've got to make a decision when we're going through tough times in life. Are we going to look at that like a gift? Because what do, you, what do you say when somebody gives you a gift? You say, thank you. So your perspective. If something comes into your life and it's like, whoa, this is, this is, a, this is tough. Are you going to look at God and say, God, thank you for this, this, this moment? Because your word, going back to the word of God, now this is deep, this is hard. Going back to the word of God to say, God, your word says, consider it all joy. Consider it a gift when I'm going through this trial. So if I can get my mind right, my spirit right, and my perspective right, that's going to help me get through this situation. Now, will it take the pain away? No, it may still hurt. Will it take the worry away? Well, you may go up and down. We don't know. But if we can stay committed in this process, God, it hurts. I don't like what I'm going through, but I've got to consider this as a gift. You're, you're, you're gifting me with something. I don't know about you, but I'd rather say God is gifting me with something than the devil is cursing me with something. See, it's perspective. I'm not going to give the enemy any, any, any chance to come in and say he's bringing this into my life. No, God, you're gifting me with this trial. And if you're gifting me with it, God, thank you. Even though I don't feel like saying thank you, I'm going to say thank you. Because that's the right thing to do when somebody gives you a gift. Y'all still tracking with me? Give me a hand clap to encourage me. Keep me going. We got it here. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we'll get into this. It says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. Now, I love that. It says, in everything. Everybody say, everything. Everything. 
Does that mean everything? It means everything. Give thanks in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. So this is where we've got to hone back in. A lot of times, I think, anybody ever hit something and you let your emotions lead you? Huh? Yeah, your emotions, and all of a sudden your mind is going wild and, and your emotions are leading you through something. And this is where I would encourage all of us this morning to get back and let the word of God hone you in. Get back to where it says, thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. See, if we can, if we can put the word of God at the forefront, then it keeps our emotions in check. God, I'm going to thank you in the midst of this situation that I like, I thank you. In the midst of a situation that I don't like, or circumstance that's outside of my control, and it's, 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 it's bringing... Uh, animosity and chaos into my, my world, and God, I don't like it, but I'm going to consider it a gift, and I'm going to thank you in the midst of this. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Everything means everything. Most people find it easy to be thankful when their situation is favorable. Doesn't take much, does it? But when it's not favorable, that's where we got to go to the Word of God. It says, this is the will of God. And this is where we've got to take our minds oftentimes out of the equation. I mean, there's some things that can happen that will never make sense this side of heaven. It won't. You'll never. Anybody ever have questions for God that you still don't have the answer to? And guess what? You got to keep following him even if you never get that answer. That's reality. We can look at the senseless things that go on in our world and like, man, how could that happen? You'll never have the answer this side of heaven, but you got to keep trusting and believing and moving forward in God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here it is again, just echoing, always giving thanks. You know, and just, was, when is Thanksgiving? Two weeks away? Oh, no. Kind of like, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And so, you know, there's going to be people gathered around a turkey, you know. My, we're going to be gathered around some ribs, because that's what we do for Thanksgiving. But then that's that prayer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That Thanksgiving prayer is like, who's going to say the prayer? And I remember when I was younger, my grandmother would make everybody at the table say a scripture. So there I was, you know, it's like everybody going around, it get closer to me. And you know what I said when it got to me? Because I didn't know a lot of the word of God. I just said, Jesus wept. And just, you know, just, just pass it on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wept. Just pass that on to the next person. I got my scripture, you know, I did it. But you know, I think about that prayer, and I'll be real honest. Anybody, like when you gather with your family or friends, and, and you're even thinking, and, and, and sometimes that prayer can be just kind of going through the motions. God, we thank you for the, the, the opportunity to gather together with friends and families, and your blessing upon our lives, and, and, and go on and on, but... I believe that 
if we can begin to practice that, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but one of the things I do believe in is if we can have a constant consistency with our thankfulness. And it doesn't have to just be the big things, amen? I mean, sometimes we're good about thanking God for big, huge things. So it doesn't have to just be that. But it could be, God, I just thank you that we're all alive today. Amen? God, I just thank you that we're all here and alive today. That's what it can be. Don't feel pressured to go on and on. And how do you thank God for all, you know, you try, God, I thank you for my children. I thank you for my, my house. I thank you that the bills are paid. But God, I just thank you that we're all here and alive today to fellowship with one another. God, I thank you for that. So we go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. This is a good one here, guys. Anybody ever have something hit your life and you lost your peace? Huh? Peace of mind. You were disturbed at night. You couldn't sleep. Anybody ever lost your peace to the point you got nauseous and worry? You start breaking out in hives. I don't know. But you lose your peace. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Read that again. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. You know, along this Christian walking journey of life, guys, once again, there's going to be some things that happen that you'll never get the answers to. God, why? God, why? I mean, that's a, that's a huge question right there, right? God, why? When you see something happen, and, and especially when you see senseless tragedies with, with our children. Anybody ever look at that and it just breaks your heart? And it's like, God, why? God, why? What do you do when you don't get the answers? When you've lost a loved one in a senseless tragedy. God, why? God, how, God why did this But we've got to settle in and we've got to really focus on our relationship with him. I'm going to read that verse in the Amplified Version. It says this, and let the peace, soul harmony. Everybody say soul harmony. Soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. Now, here's, now this is, I believe, God is moving us into that. This is your relationship with him. This is when you've got to really focus on hearing what he's speaking to you. Once again, let the peace act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality, all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. And this is where you've got to really come to terms. God, I know you're here. God, I know you're with me. God, I need to hear from you. God, I don't like what's going on. I don't understand what's going on. God, I don't understand why this had to happen. But God, I trust you. I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to look towards you. 
And I need your peace to come in and rule and reign over my heart, to act as umpire, to act as umpire. Now, when you're watching, you know, when you hear the word umpire, what does your brain immediately go to? Sports, baseball, umpires, right? Now, have you ever, some of you, have you ever had, like, my son, is, he plays travel baseball. Have you ever been to a Little League baseball game? Or, or do you pray for those umpires out there? You, you've been an umpire? <laughs> yeah. I see those umpires out there, and I'm like, man, they don't have, you couldn't cut me a check big enough to get me to step out there and be an umpire because you got parents. I've seen parents threaten umpires. I'm like, we're in a little league game. We're in a little league game. And you're threatening because you think he made a wrong call. And have you ever seen an umpire change his mind because somebody yelled at him? No. Why? Because they're on the scene and they know they have final authority. Now the women have final authority with their husbands. <laughs> they know they have final authority in that situation. You can get face-to-face -face with them. They're not changing their mind. And here's the thing. How many of you ever argued with God? We do. But guess what? We can get face-to-face -face with God. God won't change his mind. But he'll bring a peace to you. We'll try to say, God, get me out of this mess. And if you're not ready to get out, I know God's going to leave you there. God, I'm tired of this situation. But if you're not ready, God's going to say, hey, just trust me. Hang on just a little bit longer. Just hang on a little bit longer. I know when you're ready. I know when you're, when you're ready to go to the next step. God, why? Well, I don't have to tell you why right now. Just trust me. That's what we've got to believe God for. Sometimes being thankful is a sacrifice. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's a sacrifice. Even when our body doesn't feel it, we don't feel it, sometimes being thankful is a sacrifice. You've heard the term in the Bible, you got to make a sacrifice of praise. Well, thankfulness can be a sacrifice. When we're going through something bad and we don't know what's, if we're ever going to get out of this, we've got to make a decision. God, I'm, I, I, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't understand it. But your word tells me to be thankful. So if your word tells me to be thankful, God, I'm going to be thankful in the midst of this. I'm going to close with this story. Y'all still tracking? Is this helping anybody? Give me a hand if it's helping you. It's helping me. I'm going to close with this story, guys. This is a, a brand new friend that I met just, what's today, Sunday? So I met him Friday, virtually. So we did a Zoom. Uh, we had a mutual friend that connected us, and uh, she works for law enforcement, and she just connected us and said, I mean, you two need to meet. Now, I didn't know this person's story. I didn't know anything. But we scheduled a virtual meeting. And it was, I had, to, I had to reschedule it. So how many of you ever schedule something, then something pops in your calendar, you got to reschedule? And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to reschedule, but now I'm, I'm going to shorten that window. <laughs> so 
So now I'm going to give you about 30 minutes, and my daughter had a, a function at school that uh, pushed me a little bit further out and was not going to miss her singing in her choir. Amen? You don't, you don't, you don't do stuff like that. And then I uh, got back home, and I thought I was going to be on this virtual, just like a, like a meet and greet for about 20 minutes. And we ended up on there for about 45 minutes as he began to open up his story. And his story, this was amazing, guys. Talking about, talking about being thankful and your body and your mind is like, you really don't have anything to be thankful for? This was a, a, a gentleman that was thriving in his career, uh, very well educated, and started working for a company and got falsely accused. Got falsely accused of something and ended up spending two years going through all the, the labor, trying to, trying to defend himself and gathering all the evidence. And now hold on one second. And going over all the evidence, and all of a sudden, he thinks he's going to be proven innocent and ends up spending six years in prison in his life. Six years in prison of his life. The end of that journey that he kept fighting, he was an innocent man, kept fighting for his freedom. Finally, six years and nine months, he told me. I mean, you know, when you, when you, he even counted out the days and hours and seconds of when he was locked up. Finally got overturned because the actual evidence that should have been admitted to court finally got admitted to court, and they overturned it found out that the accuser was lying and all this stuff, and he's a free man today. And I'm looking at him, and by then, it's like, I'm really dialed in right now. It's like, whoa. And I'm looking at him. He's got a smile on his face. And this is what he said. He said, you know, my journey's not over. He said, every day is a battle for me. I can be mad, or I've come to the place where I've got to thank God that I'm not where I used to be and I've got to thank him. He said, I can't even make sense out of all of this, but I've got to trust and thank God that he has me where I need to be. And I love that because he's in a, uh, a new position. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a state position, but he's doing something, pouring back into his community and uh, he said it this way. He said, I know God's ordered my steps. He said, I just wish it hadn't have been through that detour. I mean, he could say that. Like, like when you finally get out of a situation, you still got to deal with God. I'm thankful, but I wish you hadn't have taken me that route. And he says, here I am six years, nine months later. I'm free, innocent. He said, but I'm still having to fight the battle of the anger, the resentment. And I said, well, how do you keep a smile on your face? I'm looking at it like, man, he said, well, I've just got to thank God every single day, every single day. And he goes back to the word of God, finds his grounding. He said, every day I wake up and I thank God for where I am. 
And he said, even as I go back through my memoirs of six years, nine months, and he said, I'm in prison writing down different thoughts. He said, as I read back through them, and this this is what really got me here, and I'm going to close with this. He said, as I read back through them, he said, now that I'm out, I can see moments where God was doing something in me, where he was changing me and growing me, settling me, teaching me something about life as he read back through the writings that he had wrote six years and nine months. I ask each and every one of us, I'm getting ready to close with this. My team always jokes with me. They said, are you going to have one closing or two today? And we'll try to do it in two. <laughs> my wife's looking at me and she's like, one. My first closing, my first closing. Think about your life, where it is right now. And think about some moments. As this man said, I spent six years, nine months, and, and I wrote down some things. And he said, I can look back, almost like looking over my life all over again, and I'm learning something new. Close with this. As we walk out of this place today, I want you to take some time this week to look back over the journey of your life. Look back over the moments of your life that you could have taken for granted. And not just look back over them, but I want you to do this. I want you to write them down. Those, those big moments. Because when you're out of it, you can look back and you can see. So see those moments where maybe God came through, God worked something out, where something could have been worse than it really was. When God carried you through something. Something you thought you were not going to get through, but God somehow worked a miracle and brought you through that. Just write it down. And let that become your reference board. Let that become your, your motivation, your, your inspiration. Let that become the thing that can dial you in when you get ready to go through the next tough time in your life. That is you doing an assessment of all the things that God has already done in your life. Amen? Let that, let, that, let that echo in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul. Write it down this week. And I guarantee you, that's gonna, God's going to take a lot of us on a, on a trip down memory lane and be able to write those blessings out and those things that he's done. And in that moment, I guarantee you, that's going to be an overwhelming sense of thankfulness and gratitude that wells up in your heart and your spirit. I say this often, if God never did another thing for us, he's already done enough, amen? He's already done enough for us. Let's have this attitude of gratitude and thankfulness and watch God continue to do amazing things in our life. Amen. Just help anybody today. Come on. Come on. Somebody bless the Lord. I'm going to invite the team back out, guys. Get ready to close one more time here. This is my second closing, but I'm going to wrap it up here. I just, I really sense that, God. I'm not, I'm not just saying do that to have something to do, but I'm going to do that myself. I'm going to write out those things as I look back over my life. If, if, my, if my new friend did that while he was in prison, I don't know about you, but that's a tough spot to be in. 
But here he was, writing down some things that God was speaking to him and showing him along this journey. He could have been eaten up with bitterness and resentment. But in the midst of that, and we all know people, anybody, you, we all know people that are bitter, that are filled with resentment. I mean, no, those are not pleasant people to be around. But have you ever saw somebody and you knew what had happened to them, but yet there was a peace on them and a smile on them and a calm on them, and you're thinking, man, you, you should be mad, you should be angry, you should be down and out, and then we question, why are you so peaceful? And in that moment, you'll know you found a person that's close to God. You found a person that has found their, their, their relationship as a bedrock to keep them grounded when they're going through a horrible, bad situation. Amen? Amen? Let's stand to our feet. We'll get ready to close. We're going to enter into just, we're going to go out and worship, I believe, right? Yeah. And just express our heart, our love towards him, our thankfulness towards him. Because he's an amazing God. Father, we thank you for this time, for this moment right now, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you've reminded all of us that you are good and that you've been good in every season of our life. God, that you've reminded us that in no matter what the situation is or circumstance is, that we are to be thankful. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.